1: Um, Okay, well, this is the big announcement. I think everybody's been waiting for this. Uh, This is episode number 20-plus. I'm not exactly sure how many uh, Daddy Issues episodes we've done, but this is the first one where one of the hosts of Daddy Issues, in fact, the guy with more Daddy Issues than the person speaking, is not on the podcast. He went camping, and when Oliver Hudson says he's going off the grid... I've said that before, and my phone is always on and always by my side. It's like when you send an email to somebody and you get the immediate reply, oh, so-and-so is out of the office, I won't be checking email until two weeks from now, and then you get an email right back. That That's how I went off the grid. When Oliver goes off the grid, he goes in his little camper, he posts evidently uh, naked ass shots of himself while off the grid, and then doesn't communicate with his co-host for a podcast, that co-host being me, who has a Thursday night football game, who's trying to fit this in around everything because it's so important to me. But Oliver had to camp, and so he's not back at a time when we can do this. So instead, we've turned the wives issue into a wife issue. And my wife, the lovely Michelle Beisner-Buck, is uh, alongside, while she joins me from Denver, Colorado, while she's out there uh, hanging with your mom, uh, loving your mom, your dad, your brother. What are you doing out there? We should talk more now that I'm I'm (laughs) saying this. Hi, Michelle. We should talk
0: more. Oh, hi, friend. Hello, old friend. How are you?
1: Hello, you old crusty so-and-so.
0: Oh, now that's not very nice. We had such a loving goodbye, too. Um, All right. Listen, I'm a podcast newbie on daddy issues. And I I feel as though I probably have just as many. Maybe not. Maybe Oliver has more daddy issues than than I do. But um, I I can't believe that you didn't reference this when you just told the world that Oliver couldn't make this wives part two podcast that you didn't say when he goes off the grid that he goes OTG hashtag
1: oh god it's just it's annoying it's it's i can't get him he had he has the work ethic uh of blake and wyatt who are almost two and a half years old our sons um so we'll leave this for another day oliver can answer all of these charges next week In the meantime, I think it's interesting, Michelle, to have you back because I know that after listening to Wives Podcast Part 1, you didn't like the end result. You didn't think you came off well representing yourself or us uh, in the first go-around. Is that right?
0: I had a very hard time listening to it. In fact, I had to stop and... uh, revisit a few days later after I could digest everything that I heard. Listen, there are a lot of shades. It's like fifty shades of Michelle, and you got a very dark shade of me on Wives Part One. I dropped enough F bombs to effectively destroy the world. And that's fine. I'm happy to drive the biggest truck. I I, I work in a in a in a man's world and F bombs are Friends. They are, they're like little friends that I carry with me all the time. But when, but it was every other word. Okay. That's issue number one. Issue number two. I think I got so excited because I was seeing Oliver and Aaron for the first time in, I mean, months, I guess a year, because we were supposed to go to Cabo, but that got canceled because of COVID. So I got very excited and giddy. And I then became very chatty. I mean, I, it sounded like I was, Three cocktails in, uh, you know, for the record, I only have one glass of wine at 8 a.m. and a coffee cup. Just kidding. Um, but it, I just, I, it was, I was overwhelming. I was very chatty. I was, I came off, Aaron described me as feisty at times, which is accurate, but I, to me, I came off as a nasty bitch. And I was thinking to myself, anyone that doesn't know me, because I'm the furthest thing from that, I hope you would agree with that. But anyone that's listening that doesn't know me is probably thinking to themselves, oh my God, I feel so bad for Joe being married to this woman who, I, I mean, I just, ugh, I, I, there was nothing about it okay. that I enjoyed. Okay. 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 I'm sorry. So, but I will say this, it was fun and there were some great things said and it, it was, and, and I'm happy they were doing part two, just the two of us. It's like a little date.
1: It is. Uh, It's funny that, uh, well, there's a couple things. First of all, it's interesting that the whole idea of daddy issues has been such a good through line for everybody because everyone's got daddy issues. They're not all bad. A lot of times they're great. You know, I, I feel like my daddy issues come from a great place. It's just being in St. Louis and following in his footsteps. You, Michelle. Just for people who don't know, not that they don't know the famous Michelle Bison or Buck, uh, you're from Denver. You were a Denver Broncos cheerleader for seven years in that neighborhood.
0: Six and one on IR. Six and one legitimately, yes.
1: With uh, yeah, with a Liz
0: Frank injury, with a
1: <laughs> Liz Frank injury. And after you got off the field and out of your chaps, which thank God we still have. Uh, oh and,
0: and we put to use at times.
1: Yeah, when things are when times are tough, when we've been away from each other or if, you know, you come off like a raging bitch on a podcast, that's when the chaps <laughs> come out and 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 <laughs> they go on, but and you still fit into them. God love you for that. Uh but here's the thing. You you went from the field uh as a cheerleader to the business of covering sports and you worked at a lot of different places, kind of made your name at E at uh, NFL network. Now you've been at ESPN doing Monday night football, the feature interview that, that runs prior to the game. I could not be more proud of you, uh, for the job you do your work ethic. Um, the way you pour yourself into everything you do, I think is it's inspiring to me. As I've told you, I, I just don't see anybody in my circles work as hard as you do. Uh, and and ESPN's lucky to have you. That said, if you were not at NFL Network, you and I probably would not be married. Because when I first saw you, you were there covering a Broncos game for NFL Network. A Peyton Manning preseason game. Troy and I were doing it, and I came down uh, the elevator after the game. You were waiting to do an interview after uh, the game. I saw you. I believe you were wearing yellow, which I don't think you've ever worn uh, to this day at- since. And I talked to everybody in my crew like, who is that? And uh, everybody threw out your name at me, and I had never heard of you. And then uh, my stalking began, and I literally stalked you to the point where you and I were either going to get married or I was going to get arrested for uh, violating some sort of uh, restraining order. So thank you for taking the former, not the latter, because that would have ruined my career.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. You are so welcome, babe. You're right. Here, Look what I found. This is so funny. So one of... My dear friends and now a friend of yours, but a girlfriend of mine, Kathy Lee, who I've been friends with for over 20 years, 20 plus years. It was her birthday last week and I was kind of go I was going through pictures that I could post on the gram and I found this picture. This picture is the night that you saw me when I was covering along with the rest of the sports world, Peyton Manning's first game as a Denver Bronco. The date August 26th 2012. And I was actually wearing it's not even yellow. It's all, it's like a neon yellow. Yeah. Um, it's
1: feisty. It's, it's, it's yeah. I it's, mean, I, I then got after some dinner,
0: life. I, yeah, I, I worked on like, you know, I 25 North after right. dinner on a road in a construction crew. zone. Right. Exactly. But that was the first night you saw me. And, and then we didn't see each other for a while. Um, You reached out to a mutual friend at NFL Network and asked what my deal was, to which I replied, or or to which he replied, that I had a boyfriend and I was living with him at the time. Um, And then we saw each other. So, as strange as it is, you and I have determined that we've been in the same rooms, at the same parties, the same games, and we've never run into each other. And I think in a span of. Let's say the end of August when you first saw me, then I saw you again in October at Candlestick Park when you were doing double duty, which you do all the time because you are just a rock star that way. But the 49ers had a game and then it was playoffs for the Giants and it was the game, which you'll have to tell this story where you had a camera crew following you down a trolley from Candlestick to Giant Stadium, yeah, which is crazy. Well, but I
1: saw I- you from the far sideline, and I told Troy, I was like, there she is. There she is. That's her. He's, so then we get the binoculars out. Now we're all looking. <laughs> it's Troy. He's got the binoculars out. He's like, yeah, she's, she's pretty. And then, uh, then I grabbed the binoculars. They're still around his neck, the strap, and I yanked his head over to the side. And I was like, let me see. So then I I looked through the binoculars at you, and then Dave Schwalbe, who was our spotter, and Ed Sfita, they were all looking through binoculars, and then then I kept you know checking to see where you were, and at one point you were gone, and I turned around, I walked outside of our booth, a decrepit old but great Candlestick Park, which I miss, and looked mm-hmm. over the little uh, walkway, and there you were in the coffee line, and I was like, yeah. even though we have a coffee maker in our broadcast booth. I'm going down to get coffee right now, and I just kind of creepily wedged my way between you and whoever was behind you at the time, and I was like, hey, how you doing? And, uh, and I introduced myself, and you said, hey, have you talked to Rich Eisen lately? And I said, why? Because I'm stalking you. And then, ha, 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 hilarity ensued, laughter, laughter, laughter. And I said, so what's your story? Are you, do you have a boyfriend? And you said, yeah, I have a boyfriend, and I live with him. And I said, oh, that's dumb and yes. uh and then the the spark was lit for me i i still see the same girl uh even on a shitty zoom call uh now that i saw in that coffee line and then the pursuit really got crazy then rich eisen was pulled even more into the middle then eventually he just called time out gave me your number gave you my number and uh and we kind of went from there but i will say this last thing and this story is dragging on and josh windish the the and matt sasaki can can cut a lot of this out cuz it's boring but uh, it's
0: so not boring it
1: is boring
0: i love our love story and i think other people will love it as well it
1: is boring but then i see you in green bay so now we've determined that we've been on all these different events and in the same rooms and in the same stadiums and the same probably hotels at some point along the way and I see yes. you at, at Lambeau Field in the meeting room, in the uh, team meeting room. And I introduce you to Steve Horn, who's my coworker and dear friend, and yours now too. And uh, I I came back around after I did the introductions, Pam Oliver, and I said, "So are you are you staying here tonight, meeting in Green Bay?" And I said, "What hotel are you at? Let's maybe we can go get a drink later. Let's let's forget the whole Rich Eisen thing. Let's just
0: well." Let me back up quickly, though, but because before you said that, you said, "Are you still with your boyfriend?"
1: Oh, yeah. And I said, that "Well, sense. that
0: could be that could be changing," because oh. things were we were we were on a very slippery slope. Oh,
1: hell yeah!
0: Right then, so the, there's the, the sun there's the came door out, opening. birds right. started
1: chirping. I was like, "So you're saying there's a chance?" And That's right. I put right. on my orange tuxedo and my top hat and Green Bay, and I I said, "Well." Hey there pretty lady. What what uh, hotel are you at? And he said, "Oh, I'm uh, staying at the Hyatt." I was like, "Oh, okay, great." So, later that night, we go to dinner, our little production group. You said, "Call me later." Uh, and I call the Hyatt. Let's say I don't even know if it was a Hyatt. I call the Hyatt. Right, in because Green I Bay. did not
0: give you myself. Cell- I mean, I I didn't at that point you did not have my cell phone number.
1: No, that's true. You're right. I did not have your cell phone number, so I had to find you at the hotel. I called the hotel at the Hyatt, whichever one you told me, and I said, uh, can you connect me to the Beisner room? Um, Yes, sure, no problem. Uh, I don't see a Beisner listed here. I said, yeah, B-E-I-S-N-E-R. Yeah, no, I don't see that. Okay, B-I-E-S-N-E-R. No, how about B-E-Y-S-N-E-R? How about B-A-E-R-S-N-E-R? No spelling. She gave, you gave me a false hotel because
0: that my friends is how you play the game.
1: uh, Oh, that was a (laughs) game or you just legitimately didn't want to have me follow up with you.
0: I mean, I think it was a little bit of both. I was, I was, let's, let's, I was obviously intrigued and you were stalking me a little bit in strange ways through other people, through mutual friends. But I was also, even though this relationship that I was in was very quickly, I mean, it was slowly deteriorating and then it was just on a very quick path to destruction, but right. I was still with him. And so I can't, I'm not going to make hey. make myself that available right. because it no. wasn't right.
1: That's, these are the things that I love about you. That's what makes you a great human and a wonderful partner and somebody to be trusted and so it was that night that I was at a restaurant that Brett Favre or that Brett Favre, that Aaron Rodgers eats in before every Chives. home game. Chives. We can drop that. Chives. Well, I was going to say Chives and I'm sitting there and I'm texting because I couldn't find you. So now I'm texting Eisen. He's texting you. You're texting him back. He's playing middleman. Eventually he's like, look, you're a good person. She's a good person here. You can each have each other's number. I'm out. And then you know it it kind of our texting relationship started from that point and then it blossomed into twin 2-year-old boys that came thank god via IVF
0: yes very true wow <laughs> to you jumped jump to the a end a lot you like skipped a lot of chapters just to wrap up that story so i guess we it will it gives um... me the
1: hives it gives me the hives because i i love it i love it But I never liked, even at the time, feeling like I was the stalker, which I joke about, or the pursuer to the point where you were, you know, come stay, come stay, come stay, like I was a dog. And then eventually I showed up in L.A. We were going to go to Laguna or something. And I got there and I landed. And I just had this epiphany. I was like, you know, fuck this. I am not. No. I called my mom. I, I went and I went to your apartment and I said, Hey, how are you? Good. Gave me a big hug. And I said, I'm leaving. Mm. And uh, that was it.
0: So that was the game changer moment. That was the, he just, you know, I, I'm going to reference Boomerang, the great, one of the greatest movies of all time. But it was like, boy, you can't be pussy whip. You got to whip that pussy. Do you remember that scene? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that is exactly what you did. So. For just a tiny bit of backstory, although how this can is I be pussy? Whipped, a long by the way. story.
1: I barely talked to you at that point. No, hardly.
0: I I know, but but to your credit, and also to my discredit, you were very patient, which we you know, which I was actually now knowing you as well as I do, I'm surprised that you hung in there as long as you did. So once you and I started communicating via text and my relationship was ending and then ended, you and I started to talk a little bit more via text. And then that became, okay, well, Joe would text me or call me and say, Um, I've got to come to LA, maybe we can do lunch. Well, as much as I wanted to, I still felt like it was too soon, I wasn't ready for it. And so I pushed that off. I remember then during that time though, my, my ex and I, we were, we were pretty well just done sleeping in separate bedrooms. The only thing that we were waiting on was like the U-Haul truck to get his stuff out. And I had to cover a St. Louis Rams game in St. Louis, which I had never, I'd never covered the Rams before. When I was at NFL Network, I was mainly an NFC West, AFC West girl, but I never really traveled further east than Denver um, when I covered games. So I, I texted Joe and I said, hey, I'm coming to St. Louis. Um, can you recommend any restaurants? And he said, sure. Listen to this line.
1: Listen to this line. Come on. Go ahead.
0: He said, sure, I can recommend restaurants, but I have to take you. So I agreed to have dinner with him. Oh, yeah. And that night we had dinner and it was, we are going to spare the world the details of that. But it was that night that i i think what's what's so great about that night is that i saw the real you i mean you really didn't put up any fronts i mean the the person that you were day one that i really spent time with you is the person that you are seven and a half years later you That's were right. charismatic and yes. silly and yes. goofy and, yes. and and yes um
1: just throw them all
0: um uh, yeah gassy, and, and gassy gassy, gassy for sure. Maybe not gassy, funny and protective in like a strange but really welcoming way. Um, It was just, it was great. And then again, like it went on and on and on. So Joe and I continued to kind of have this exchange, but we obviously, babe, we didn't, we weren't together. And then you came out to LA and this was in March of 2013. And you came out to L.A. and you said, I'm going to be there for work, which was a big fat lie. You were coming out to see me. Yes. I'll, I'll come see you at your apartment. He shows up at my apartment. I opened the door. I was so excited to see him. And he said, how are you? Gives me a big hug. He said, I came here to tell you that I'm leaving. I said, what do you mean you're leaving? I'm leaving. I can't handle this anymore. Either you want to take a chance and see where this thing can go, or you don't. And I understand that you recently ended a relationship and I understand that you need to mourn this relationship, which is a phrase that I would say to him over and over, which I'm sure he, I mean, he loathes, of course. But I'm not going to stand for that. I feel like I see something in, in in the two of us that could be real and could be long lasting, a, a, a lifetime, in fact. But if you don't want to try it out, then I'm okay with that. I got to go. And, and I, I just stood there, with my jaw on the floor and I watched him leave. And I, I was completely stunned and I didn't know, and, and also frozen. I wanted to run after you, but I also didn't know what the hell just happened because I thought that we were on a good, very slow moving path to potentially something. And I sat there for, I think maybe 30 minutes and I wrestled with all my emotions and my, my thoughts. And, and then I, I realized I would be making the biggest mistake of my life if I just didn't try to see what this was because he was put in my life for a reason. So I texted Joe, where are you? No response.
1: Well, here's, this brings the whole story full circle. Um, I went off the grid.
0: This you goes went, back to Oliver. OTG hashtag. Thing. I went
1: off the grid and I put my phone in my pocket or turned it off. And I went, I couldn't get on a flight until that evening. And so I went to O'Brien's in Santa Monica, Santa Monica. drank mm-hmm. my face off and right. uh, then eventually turned my phone on. Now I will be honest with you. And I've probably told you this a hundred times since, but I kind of thought that you would, you know, come running. I I I don't think I I bought, oh did you I don't think I bought a non-refundable ticket back home. I'm not even sure I bought a ticket back home, but I sat at O'Brien's waiting for you to text me a sufficient number of times. But I think I set the over under at twelve, and once you hit twelve, <laughs> the next time one came my way, I was like, I'm at O'Brien's. Uh, my flight's not till nine. Blah blah blah. And then you came to O'Brien's, and then. We started our. It's like
0: the seas parted. Affair. It was yes. a slow motion run into our into each other's arms. Right.
1: I threw and up after all a, that. Fear, a little bit. I threw up and I I cleaned it. I you held my hair while I threw up. Right. And, and uh, I knew that you were the kind of woman that I wanted to be, you know, married to for the rest of my life. So here we are. Um, how about this COVID?
0: <laughs> How about it babe? How about it?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so that's our that's our story and I
0: I mean, let's be, wrap it up by saying we were engaged. We we really, I mean, our real like our relationship really started officially March of 2013. We were engaged August of 2013. So there was no time wasted. And no. I think that's because I'm one. Right. When I mean, it's like older, Anna Nicole Smith
1: and that that corpse that she married
0: yes very good reference babe incredible yes. compare. I mean doppelganger comparison yes. right there to 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 the two right. of us but yeah I mean you don't have time to waste and and
1: by the way if there are any relatives of either Anna Nicole, may she rest in peace or may he rest in peace I am right. sorry he was a, it looked legit from the beginning so I'm sorry that was a rude joke that was
0: nice of you to say <laughs>
1: now you're still working i'm working i feel like i'm working more than i've ever worked in my life not with COVID and all that, but just typically in a typical year and you're working and all over the place, we have these beautiful boys and we have this great machine working as best as it can at home to provide everything that they need and everything we need and and you make it all go. So I, I couldn't, you know, I thank your mom every time I see her uh, for what she put into you to make you come out as this great like, I'll handle it woman who makes everything great for those around her. So you, we have a lot of the same attributes, I think, that way.
0: Definitely. And it, it's not I make it go, it's we make it go. I mean, we both juggle a lot. You, as I mentioned in part one of this Wives podcast, you you juggle more than anyone, personally and professionally. Not so, Oliver.
1: He's camping.
0: Right. He's camping. OTG. Hashtag. Um, but <laughs> No, you know, we have I I also think I love you, Oliver, but I also think there were there were quite a few moments in our podcast last week where he was trying to um,
1: bait you. I mean,
0: yes, with with us and how much we fight. I mean, we fight. We're scrappy, but we don't you know, we don't stay on the we don't stay on one kind of heated.
1: No, because I can make you laugh.
0: Disagreement for too long. You do make me laugh all the time,
1: at the most um, opportune times for me and frustrating times for you because I can turn any serious situation or real fight into hilarity and fun, and then you can't hold it together and you laugh, and I think you get kind of twice as mad, but it goes quicker. That's my <laughs> that's is, my is that your strategy. Assessment.
0: That's your strategy. Yeah, for I'm going to make you more house.
1: mad by, you know making light of something or, you know, pulling your hair. Uh, but, and that's going to make you upset, but the whole thing will die down quicker because you've thrown some laughter into the equation.
0: Speaking of hair, I keep pulling at my hair and I'm sure that's annoying you on the other side of this Zoom call, but I just got these extensions in this beautiful new weave, if you will, from my girl Reese. Um, but... Oh uh, it's so tightly sewn into my head let me tell you something that my that my headaches have been so gnarly the last two days.
1: Okay, so you feel that at the back of your head right you feel that pulling Yes okay When you get hair plugs or uh, hair restoration or whatever the, I can why can't I not think of it you get hair replacement surgery whatever it is they cut. The live strip of hair out of the back of your head, and then they sew it together. So it's sewn together back there. And you wanna talk about tight. You wanna talk about headaches. You wanna talk about, so not only, you don't, you get it coming and going, because not only do they slice the back of your head open and tighten it, but then they're making these little pinprick holes where they can put the bulbs of hair into the top of your head. That, my friend, is pain. What you're feeling. Is just that's tough shit. You want to look, you know, like you want to look on ESPN. Put up with a little bit of uh, of hair extension pain. Quit being such a little bitch.
0: Wow. Okay. <laughs> you were so sweet about it. You were, <laughs> you were empathetic because I know you've no, gone through to get so much worse.
1: I'm just trying to get you back from last okay. week.
0: Well. But do you like the extensions or do you feel as though, oh, no, wait, I know how you feel. You feel like I'm too old for this is what you said. But I don't have crazy long extensions. I just wanted a little bit more volume, no. a little well, bit you more know, body. When
1: I said you're too old for that, I was that was just a way of making myself feel better because I was throwing an age thing at you as your birthday is coming up in exactly 15 days.
0: Look well, at that. days, right?
1: No, how many Wouldn't days are in 16? September? The I'm 51. 30th. Look, I'm looking now. I'm 51 years old, and I, I still know, can't simple math, tell you. Though. Today
0: is September 30th. My birthday is October 15th. So okay. 16, 15 and a half days. You're not necessarily okay. wrong, and neither am I. I like. I'm that. just
1: my point. My point is, how old do you have to get before when you look something up in a dictionary? or something alphabetically Do you have listed? an
0: actual yeah. dictionary?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've no. cracked it open in a while. But if you're looking through a book, is that right now I've got the Jets release in front of me. If I want to mm-hmm. go to Josh Malone, their third string receiver, I have to go to the M's to find him because it's alphabetically listed. But how many times when you get to RST, I, I have to sing the alphabet to myself to know what comes after what. To get to the proper page quicker. Here we are. I'm 51. I don't know how many days there are in September yet. When will I learn that? When I'm 80, will I die not knowing that there are only 30 days in September? How many days you know are what? in March? I don't know. You get a hall know.
0: pass. Do you want to know why? Why? Because you're a hall of famer. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hall of pass, hall of famer. Get it, got it, got it. Yes. Um, no. Listen, like it's a bitch getting older. I just got blood work done, as we know, and I'm I'm healthy as a horse, as they say. But there are some areas that are a nag. I mean, healthy
1: as a nag.
0: Healthy it's as a, horse. a nag. It's a kind of okay. Horse. Yeah. I love you. Just, Go ahead. I know. Um, and it it's a little frightening. Some of the results that I got. Uh, For instance, I don't think it's wrong to share this. I think it's actually good to share this. Maybe people that are our age are going through the exact same thing. I think that, you know, for me, we did IVF for, what, a year and a half before we actually got pregnant. I had hormones in my body for so long. I'm injecting things into my stomach, into my ass on a daily basis, for the longest time, and I get these... Be- I mean, thank God, because the results were worth every single needle that I put inside of my body, but I- I'm completely out of whack. And I remember talking to my OBGYN probably a month ago and just telling her, look, my my libido sucks, flat out sucks, has nothing to do with you, Joe, as you know. I love you. I think you're the sexiest, hottest, most like scrumptious man that I know. But I just, I have no drive. And I, you know, you get, you go through what I went through. You go through IVF and you go through pregnancy where then natural hormones are become a part of that equation. And everything is like this jumbled mess inside your body. And it takes years before that can even itself out. So I went and got this blood work done because I wanted to know what was going on. Sometimes this can be equated to your thyroid. My thyroid is all good. Everything checks out and I'm good, except my testosterone levels are very low. So they prescribed testosterone to me, which will hopefully increase my sex drive. And listen, we're fine. Like we're still, we're still good, but. So we're going
1: to do it more than once a day, is what you're saying.
0: (laughs) Uh, We do it twice a day at least, babe. (laughs) Um, No, that.
1: Go ahead. I I think that's great that you're sharing all that. I do think you have to say how old you are now. I I don't think you can throw all that out there. You're 43, almost 44.
0: I will be 44 in 15 and a half days. Correct. So today, though, my love, I took my first testosterone pill. And this is now supposed to increase my libido. And also another benefit is supposed to kind of lean out my muscle mass, which I'm very much looking forward to if this works. Um, but it may not take a month before this kicks in. And at the end of the month, if it hasn't kicked in, then I may need a higher dose. I mean, they prescribed me a very low dose because my levels aren't that bad, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's in a window or in kind of a a category that you would prescribe something. So we'll see how it goes. But I put that little testosterone pill under my tongue and I let it dissolve and I just daydreamed about the wild crazy sex we would be having
1: oh my god yeah why you should have texted me at that point i could have been thinking about the same thing or maybe i was and i didn't know why i was at that very moment but it was because you were sucking on testosterone in fact i'm gonna write a song called sucking on testosterone
0: oh let's write it how would it go
1: Sucking on testosterone. I want to get on to my husband. Are you kidding me right now? There he is back from the camper.
0: Are you kidding me? Oliver J. Hudson.
1: Oh my my God. Look
0: at this. Look at this. You're tan, my friend.
2: Look
1: at
0: that. You got some. I mean, you are straight up mountain man.
1: You are straight up village people right now.
2: Colorado.
0: I'm here, Ollie.
2: Sexy. In my oh. home
0: state. In my home state, where I'm from. I, I got here what last are you night. Doing? I'm so happy to be here. I'm just here to see my family. My birthday's in two weeks. My brother had a birthday last week. my mom has a billion doctors' appointments. I'm How just here for three for? days. Three days. I go home on Saturday.
2: Why? Why don't you come up? Hang with us. We can have some F-U-N.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm in. Babe, you're okay if I come out like a month from now, right?
1: Sure. You're okay, okay if, if there's somebody else here when you arrive. There's oh, this. Jay Leno? I would expect
0: there would be. Uh,
1: yeah. The other on
0: Um, Oliver, <laughs> I'm so happy to see you. With
1: the, the there's only I'm, one reason why Oliver's on the call right now. Okay, I, I, let me just exactly. tell you. Why? I know what it is. I, it's, we both A, know what it is. It's I'm never, checking, it's checking never happened where your <laughs> shit has worked right out of the gate. So here, th- this is mind blowing. Your kids yeah. must not be on their their school.
0: They're not
1: they're, not. they're not. They're not. I just wanted to check in. Your insecurity could exactly. not allow you to have us talk shit on you for not oh being on your own God. podcast. OK,
0: that could that is be so spot on, babe. That's exactly what I was thinking. The
2: truth. I thought that I would add to it. Spice it up.
1: Come in a little. I'm bit. I'm glad you're here. End. I'm just telling you, I know why you're here.
2: I have no insecurity. I'm just checking on my golf clubs. (laughs) 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 Look. I just want to be clear. I'm not insecure. I hope you guys talked a lot of shit about me because I know that you both love me dearly as I love you both dearly. And uh, it hurts me to get text messages from joe all angry i can't imagine being his wife that must be difficult but i get text messages she was from him. just I'm as like, pissed whoa he hates me he's he must fucking hate me and i, I, insecure. I, I insecure
1: i get it i get back into
2: service and and i'm like hey man i'm so sorry like fuck i know i was out of i was off the grid and i hope you still like me and i know you've got anger issues but like i, I feel sad and um, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I just wanted to check in.
1: No, it's it's listen. I, I was not not responding today for any reason other than I was on two conference calls, one with the Broncos, one with the Jets. I'm doing all this work. <laughs> and I'm, if you're going to go off the grid, let's. Fucking plan ahead and figure no, out and when we're going to do the by the way, you are also
0: taking care of our two and a half year old twin boys because mommy is in Colorado. Yeah. Oh, there's
1: that part too. So yeah. right now yeah. they I are in we're... a holding pen and have been for the last forty five <laughs> <holding> minutes. Pen.
2: <laughs> oh, are you going to New York though? Right, you're not going to Denver. It's it's Jets at Jets. Yeah, it's at yeah. Jets. So I have to go tomorrow
1: morning, do the game and turn around and come back tomorrow night because my wife is gone and I want to be home this weekend while my boys are here. Mm.
2: Well, did you um, I know, Michelle, you had some issues with your performance uh, last week. Did you shore that up? Did you talk about it? Did you fix it?
0: Well, there's there's nothing to fix when it's already been done. I don't know how you go back and fix that. But I just wasn't I didn't. We talked about it. Joe and I talked about it. I just felt like I... This is how I explained it. I I was so excited to see both you and Aaron, mainly Aaron, let's be honest, because we haven't seen you and we usually get our trip to Cabo in April, but COVID, of course, you know, fucked all that up. And I I felt like I was very chatty. I was overwhelming. I was a bit commandeering. I dropped enough F-bombs to destroy the world. It was just not my proudest performance. I, I... I, I I know that Aaron and she she nailed it on the head. I can be feisty, but I just came off like a nasty yeah. bitch. I, I'm not asking um, you to agree because no, I don't. I don't. I don't, touch on, I don't.
2: I don't think that at all. And by the way, I, you know, I, I think your performance was much better on the ottoman in Cabo. Just that's my <laughs> own opinion.
0: Well, oh, no God. doubt about that. And
1: we can that tell was... that story really quick at one of these sure. uh, at one of these oh, golf tournaments. Well yeah. I, I, there's nothing we
0: should call this podcast nothing, open book.
1: Yeah. There's there's nothing that oh, I don't know that happened yeah. other than so Two that, people in love. You no, know. no, no. Shut up. So okay. at the end of the tournament, at the end of the week, there's a big party. Well, Oliver's wife Erin had left and was back in LA. Oliver's like bouncing around from party to party and whatever. Michelle and I came back. We started to have sex, which she's now... You missed the part where she's taking stop. That's okay.
0: Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> uh, I am, started Oliver. to have sex. You missed a whole section that was so important.
1: And at one point, I don't know if Michelle's face changed or... My face change. I turn around and there's Oliver creepily standing by the front door watching the entire Well, wait a minute. Wait
2: a minute. You, you you had you did not even give the place where you're having sex. You're saying sex people are thinking you're in a bedroom. Okay. Okay, are, yeah,
1: that's fair. You're right. You're okay right.
2: there you walk into this place, it's a big open, beautiful marble living room and there's bedrooms. There's three bedrooms. Beautiful place. Four, Four sorry. And there's a huge ottoman. That sits right in the middle of this living room by the TV. That you could fit an live
0: entire entire family
2: on the Ottoman. Right. 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 But now it's Joe and Michelle, you know just going at it right on the Ottoman. And did I linger for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. But you know what I call God. that?
1: Smart. What? You know what I, I call that? I just call that smart. Frightening. I turn around it's like, uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and he's I think you were like you were like two minutes away from pulling out an easel and a sketch pad
2: it was it like was, the
1: titanic was, Right. like <laughs> right wearing only this yeah I mean and cool. how
0: high were you at that point when you walked in
1: oh very, you ha-
0: I mean very,
2: I mean yeah my my thing is is I, I figured you would want me to watch because why else would you do it oh, on did the you audio? that
1: was your inner you dialogue that?
2: Yeah, <laughs> why? Yeah. Why would why Why would you not go into your bedroom? You, you were probably so guest. fucked
1: up. You weren't even sure we were there. <laughs> it was a hologram. Okay,
0: Oliver. Wait, I have a question for you. What did you think of Wives Part One podcast last he week? He
1: doesn't listen to any of it. You can't
2: ask Oh,
0: okay. Son. Really?
2: No. Well, going back to insecurity, you know, I, I just. I feel like what we do is really fun and I enjoy every episode. And then when I listen to it, I feel like it will ruin that, that feeling that I have because I'll get critical and judgy and and then have a bad taste in my mouth because I'm insecure about maybe the way I sound or some of the things that I say. He's like
1: the Jim Morrison of podcasts. He likes to listen to his own music for fear. I agree.
0: I mean, Ollie, I could not listen to the whole thing. I had to stop, throw up, six times <laughs> and then digest everything for a few yeah. days and finally finish it. No, and, Aaron. Aaron's you know. the
2: same. Aaron. we drove to Moab separately because she had took her own car and, and she goes, okay, I listened to about five minutes of our podcast and she, she said she had to turn it off. She could not hear it. Couldn't listen to her voice. It's terrible. Uh, it was, and on
1: top her. of that, shocker of all shockers, your your recording device didn't work, so we we're oh, taking God. it all off the Zoom audio. So, yeah, thank God for Matt and Josh and yes, you know, somebody, yeah, had, and Margot, they all crushed. Somebody at I I mean, NASA to figure out how to put the thing out on onto the world. Yeah, I, web. I, I
2: literally didn't fucking push play. I mean, I, I don't know. That's, it it was a bad week. It was a bad week, but I'm I'm refreshed, I'm rejuvenated, and uh, I'm ready to fire on all cylinders. You're
1: like an old vagina. Yeah, I am. I'm you like had old a vagina. rejuvenation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a good should, surgery, I hear.
2: I know. I I heard you uh, had to do that at such a young age, Michelle. Weird,
1: but I was I
0: ten. But you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh
1: my god! All right. <laughs> when, <laughs> Hey, I don't, I don't want to break this up, but I don't. We're not going to go on forever because who okay. wants to listen to a podcast this long? Do you want to hear these questions? Or are you getting? Are you dipping out, Oliver? No, I'm, I'm, mean, I'm here now. Listeners. Okay, good. I'm
2: here now. I'm here. I'm here. I mean, Aaron's downstairs, but I'm here.
1: Okay. <laughs> Is she gonna come up? Uh, no. Here, uh, Michelle. This one's for you, and it's from at tg hungate. Uh, Does Joe ever do a play-by-play of himself as he gets romantic and makes his move? Or do you ever request that he does (laughs) (laughs) play-by-play?
0: Do you know how many times I've gotten this question over Twitter or... I mean, it's so funny. Can you imagine if we were in bed together and as you were getting ready to climax or come whatever... You were like, eh. Don't say come. Hey, That's gross. I, I know it is, isn't it? I wish there were better words for this. Um, but if you were, if you then, as you like push your final thrust through, you were like, grand slam to win the game. The bottom of the <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if those kind of things happened? The answer obviously is no. And thank God, because if he did, there's no chance that we would be married.
2: Yeah. Wow! No, I that mean, would Oliver be. I mean, does
0: it when we? When if we he was a,
2: if he was doing it as a, a joke, or when I did it with you, you seemed to
1: like right. it. I like,
0: mean, I was <laughs> nice, but you know, you're not a Hall of Fame play-by-play. I guy, caught so that one. I'm
1: trying to read through these other questions. All right, what uh, what is one stupid thing you can answer this for Aaron? I guess. Uh, what's a healthy number for your relationship that you and your partner should be having sex per week? That's from Blair Ladner. Ooh. So healthy
2: that's a good question. That's a good question because healthy is one thing. Realistic is another. I mean, there's different. Uh,
0: no, but I think I think that you can twice. find a healthy, realistic number. Yeah, I think twice, twice is good.
1: Twice a week. That's
0: healthy. Babe, I gonna, do you agree yeah. with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I was going to, you know, I was going to say twice, but I was going to hope for the over. I was going to hope. For
0: well, me. I know. But well, you're, you're always hoping for the over.
2: You're always hoping for the over. But like, we, we got to be realistic. These people are in search of real health. And we need to deliver that for them without any hyperbole. If anybody's so, um,
1: here for help, they're in trouble. With the busy lives you have, when you do get time away from your children and get to spend time as a couple at date night where you don't have to dress up and put on a public face, what do you guys enjoy doing? Joe enjoys putting on a public face when he's at his house. Hey everybody.
0: I, know, I was just, just going to say, Hey Wyatt, Blake, that we enjoy come Dana. on over here,
1: sit on your dad's lap. I
0: think for for Joe and I, what date night looks like when we get out and he puts on that public face. I mean, we like to go to the country club and shake as many hands as possible where Joe just signs. He brings like a, a big basket of footballs and baseballs and a a (laughs) nice sharpie. No, no, no. We we talked
2: about this. We talked about this on on an earlier podcast, but you guys had a Corona date night where you guys got all dressed up. You went down to the basement. You know, you had a beautiful evening.
0: Yes, no doubt. I think that's important. But also I think, you know, with everything, it's not realistic to do those things all the time. I think that just... I think the key, right, because when you get to the end of your day, you just want to be able to tune out a bit and relax and decompress from the day's stresses. So whatever that looks like, whether you're just having a glass of wine, having dinner, watching something, I think it's probably best for Joe and I. The best thing that we can do is just turn off the TV and actually face each other and talk to each other when we're having our dinner. And Mm -hmm. a glass of wine, you know those those like tiny little adjustments and simple things make all the difference. True, and it leads to the over on two. Yeah,
1: there it is.
2: Connection leads to connection leads to perfection.
1: And
0: well, you know that you know that that's how a woman works. You guys are so different. Women, they have to feel the connection. It's all we're all connected from our mind Mm -hmm. to our heart down to our vajay. If we Mm -hmm. don't, you guys are so visual, and this is what you. You know, Joe can look at a picture of 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 me. I mean, this is incredible. And I don't know any other husband that does this, but he can look at a picture of me and be happy, satisfied and use it.
1: Right. I'm doing it right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You masturbate to pictures of your wife?
1: Have have I? Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Well, you mean like pictures she sends you?
1: Yeah, like well, something that yeah that right not, as I'm opposed saying. to like a picture so of like the my internet?
0: ESPN headshot. Yeah, shot. yeah, no,
2: like a like a like a Broncos cheerleader. Like no, headshot. No, no,
0: no, 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 no.
1: You yeah, okay. you you don't have pictures of Aaron. I have pictures of Aaron. Joe has a I whole file know, of sexy pictures. Oh
2: my god, yeah, but don't send your wiener so many times. Just once, and oh, don't yes. attach your face to it. You know what I mean? Like, so right. no one knows except for your exes you know, who's wiener that is.
1: <laughs> Can I attach your
0: Everybody face would, to Everyone would know yeah. with you because they'd all say, oh, Oliver, if only you had one more inch, all of your exes, that's what they'd say. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Old oh, gonna size 9
2: oh, I'm going to send you guys this video that we took at the campsite. Uh, I wish I had it on my phone right now. So you could react in real time, but it's a slow motion shot. That's really beautiful.
1: Oh, is it? Cool. Yeah. Who, here's, here's an interesting uh, question. Um, this is from Sahiba Sarna Krieger,
0: who that's, does the bed.
1: I know that's Sim's sister. Yeah. Right. Uh, who does the bedtime routine that can take on a lot of, uh, different angles. I, I take that as who prepare, like not for some crazy night or anything, but who who turns the bed down, who gets Mm -hmm. the lights off, who does the, sets the alarm, who does, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever the hell you have going on.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about who does the bedtime routine for us or who does like bedtime with the kids? That's how I took
1: it. Yeah. No, I think you can take it a lot of different ways, but you and I, I will say this, and I I feel like you're this way, Oliver, if we're home, I, I don't think I've ever not. Done the bath and put the boys yep. down. I was just saying, we the are girls. very,
0: we, yep. we really think it's important to get up with them and to put them down yep. every day when we're there. There's no excuse.
2: Yep, I agree. About, I think those the are the most. Way. I think those are the most important times of the day. Honestly, is bedtime and then waking up, breakfast. Those are my. Those are my favorite times, and I think they're the most important times. You know, there's mm-hmm. plenty of parents who who are there all day and just sit around with their kids and don't do shit. And that's quantity. But quality matters more, I think. I think it's about paying attention and being there in the in the pivotal moments. And I think in the vulnerable moments, too, for a kid. And that's bedtime and and wake up. So we're going to
1: we're going to wind this down at some point here soon. But we uh, Michelle and I went through our history and our meeting. Mm -hmm. But Oliver, where did you meet Aaron? So I met Aaron
2: in an acting in an acting class, actually. And then um, I had a girlfriend and we got paired together to do this scene. And it was over like a three or four week period. So we had to rehearse together and all this. But there was an immediate connection. Um, uh, but I was taken and it was a friendship for about a year and a half. Highly charged. It wasn't like, hey, like, you know, let's talk sports. I mean, it was a very sexually charged friendship but a friendship nonetheless. And I was good, you know, I wasn't crossing any lines and, and she was cool. And, and then, um, Vanessa and I broke up and I call her, I remember exactly where I was on sunset Boulevard in Kentor, And I said, Aaron, Hey, um, so Vanessa and I broke up and, and I hear the phone get all scratchy and weird and some friends in the background. And, uh, she says, Oh my God, well, um, I have a boyfriend now. And, that scratchiness was her telling her girlfriends, Oh my God, Oliver just broke up with Vanessa. They broke up. And what am I supposed to do? She had a boyfriend. We were still friends. Her boyfriend left her. And then, boom, the timing all seemed to work out. We went to Vegas for the weekend for Super Bowl. And uh, we just got. a year. Was I for doing Three Super days Bowl? straight. Well, no, what the, year was uh, that? Most likely. I mean,. This was 19, oh no, this was 2000, 2001. No, yeah. I wasn't doing it. 2001. Um, and then we, we were on, you know, ecstasy to be candid. And we were just flying around Vegas, all crazy for three days. And we get home and there was so much connection there, but I was worried that it was too drug induced. So I said, you know what, let's hang out. And just be together and see if whatever happened in Vegas was real, and uh, still trying to figure that out. Three kids and twenty years later,
1: right? Uh-huh. With but, uh, more or less ecstasy.
2: No, that's those days are done. Those days are done. But you I know that we,
1: stuff's we, bad for your your like brain fluid, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's pure MDMA now that people oh. are eating, and I have mm-hmm. friends who do it. They say it's amazing. It's not our thing. I, I like stuff from the earth. You know, I like my marijuana. And my my uh, mushrooms that Aaron and I partake in now and again, and I, wow. I, I will get you to do it. I, I know There's that no, you
1: know, no fucking way, chance.
2: I will. I'm gonna no make way. you. No way. Not Fox, a Fox won't allow you, and I get that. But once your no, career no, 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 is over, no, you once
1: you know career no, I, is well I, enough to know that I would have a fucking meltdown no but but,
0: but uh, joe th- this and i is, are not no, like drug no no no
1: no
2: no you 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 have this perception this idea of what it is no. you think
1: you take a little but bit of mushrooms and you fucking lose what, your mind yeah that's, that's not how it take happens. over in my mind you don't understand right. that i'm not Did coming you get to get that it. article i sent you yeah okay good well if you know whenever the day comes and and I'm I'm, not I'm, I'm facing my bitter end. I I'll do anything. I'll... No no.
0: When you're but, on but, your deathbed, you'll, God, you'll yeah. do mushrooms. You don't, don't seem other?
1: to understand. It
2: opens up your brain. You don't understand.
1: Down. My brain is shut down. And if I get on that stuff, <laughs> and that's it's the way we be, like it. It's going to be <laughs> meltdown. I'm going to be no, no. Joe, I will. I promise you. Okay. I
2: need I need people who listen to this episode to write into Joe to DM him on his on his Instagram I'll and on his see. Twitter well yeah. just hit him up in comments whatever explaining to him that psilocybin is not what you think it is it's not this okay.
0: okay but uh. I, I I hear you and I I think that there's obviously a lot of validity to that we just Joe and I don't know enough about it and we don't we don't Partake in any of that because I think we are control freaks. And I don't know, I'm going to just speak for myself, but I don't want to step into that paranoia, out of control state of mind. That's not what it
2: is. That's not what it is.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: you, all right. this is what I'm saying you are assuming that that's what it is just because of like you know you saw like reefer madness or something but that's not <laughs> what it that's not what it is you guys are still like on the reefer madness tip
1: no it was uh, there was a after school special when it, like in the <laughs> 70s of kids on angel dust like jumping uh, right. off totally. the roof of like, their school it
2: was like Michael Landon like OD'd on
0: alcohol
2: <laughs> right yeah you well, actually, that's yeah, different.
0: Yeah. That shit will kill you quick. But well, that's what I'm saying.
2: Stuff. Like, oh, with all the with all the liquor that you drink, Michelle, it would be
1: better off. Oh.
0: Having <laughs> much,
1: <well. laughs> what a dick. listen.
0: There's nothing wrong with sipping a little grape every night. That's God's water. We all know it.
1: Well, it's from you
2: the know. earth. It is. That's right. It, is, from it earth. is. I have no problem with wine and and liquor. So um, anyway, my my point is, as, is as you guys wonder. know, I
0: don't really. I'm a bad liquor person. I just do wine. There's yeah. so many jokes in there. The last,
1: um, it's funny because the last question on here is, "How do you deal with sadness or anger?"
2: Mushrooms.
1: <laughs> 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 I'm sad, <laughs> honey. Can you get the Give mushrooms? Me my mushrooms. Yeah, my mushrooms. I'm so sad. I'm gonna just walk and eat my mushrooms. <laughs>
0: I'll be fine. Way, I walk through the meadows. Oh my god! All right. By the uh, way, re-
1: yeah.
2: Read the article, Johns Hopkins. It's a real study. It's I read the article.
1: I read it on my okay. phone. It took me twenty three hours to read that thing. I I, need, anyway, I needed um, mushrooms to read it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, sad how I deal with sadness and anger you know, I've had a lot of help in my life as far as therapy goes. I think therapy is an incredible thing. I've talked about going to the Hoffman Institute on this, uh, podcast, which by the way, sadly burned down in the, Oh Napa no. fires. really? So yeah, uh, I'm going to try oh, to get a get crew together to help them rebuild, maybe raise some money. Cause you know, that, that place honestly changed my life. Um, I deal with sadness and anger like I deal with happiness and joy. You know, I mean, they're all part of the emotional spectrum and you just you you deal with it. You work through it. You try to discover where it comes from. Don't let it take you over as you shouldn't let joy and happiness take you over as well. I like that even playing field. So, you know, I think you just have to dig a little deep as to why you might feel sad or why you might feel angry oftentimes those two things are connected and then you realize that life is a a long journey and there's many beautiful things in this world and uh is it worth it it's easy we have a choice we can choose to be angry we can choose to be sad you know we can also choose the other so i i choose the other
1: god
0: that was beautiful
2: I, i love you
0: drop it like it's hot
2: you know, I, that's mushrooms right there, you guys. That's what happens. You, 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 it just switches. You change, you know, your brain chemistry changes. You feel compassion, empathy, emotion. So are you
0: admitting up. to us right now that you're on mushrooms? Is that what you're saying?
2: No, no, no. This is a long-term effect.
0: Um, okay. Oh, see. Okay. great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Does this does does that also include not setting up when to do the podcast before you go off the grid? Is that that's, part of it?
2: That's the bad part. That's uh-huh. the you know, the like yeah. there's always there's there's a give and a take and you know.
0: Right. You know, to that, our that's, point, that's... you lose all kind of control.
1: You oh, don't lose control the you actually things that you're more supposed control. to be doing I'm done with this topic. I'm going to uh Okay. think about, right you know, maybe sending this to you. Maybe I won't. I can't I wait. Know. I'm so excited, man. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm let's go. So let's and, let's,
2: and Joe, go just so you know, Joe bought me golf clubs for my birthday. It was the most amazing present I've had from even a parent, honestly. So I'm I'm very grateful. And now I'm just sitting here waiting for this package, you know. To come through here, I know yeah. Mel, Michelle. You want to make a joke package, Joe's package, you know. But I, I want you know, these. Golf I wasn't clubs. thinking
0: that actually. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> this has been fun, you guys. I, was I, for I, you. I wish. I wish that Aaron could have, you. could have joined us. It Makes me sad. I know. But I think I don't you, know where the hell she, she is.
1: <laughs> Whatever it takes, we'll find, was, you. Was find you. Find you. Why? We Are I always you guys doing the it. whole
0: abandon my boy thing. Yeah.
1: That was last of the Mohicans, but we always get back to Daniel. Hi, beautiful,
0: I love you.
1: There she is. No one's gonna see this, Aaron. Aaron,
0: why are you doing that? So you can see your friends. I get it, girl. I get it. I know. I love you. Okay, okay. We're all saying goodbye.
2: Do
1: you want to do one question
2: for Aaron? Because there was one for her.
1: Yeah. Uh, does Oliver act more like Goldie or Kurt? That's from Landy Graham three eighty eight.
0: Uh, um, I'll say his mom, Goldie.
2: There you go, folks.
0: All
1: right. The,
2: the woman of few words. You know she's.
1: Does Kate does Kate act more like Goldie or Kurt?
2: Oh, Kurt. Are these your questions, Joe? No,
1: that's, I just, no, that wasn't, that that I added. Yes, that was my question. <laughs> I
2: knew it. Yeah. Uh, um, all right.
1: Goodbye. All right. Well,
2: sorry, this didn't work out. My fault, you know, but we got to get, I, I do want Aaron on at some point to to go through my life. I know you guys went through your shit and, yeah. and it's, it's, it's my turn.
1: Okay. All right.
2: Um, all right. Love you guys. Love you. Bye.
0: Love you. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. Bye.